Hello there, and welcome to Monday Motivation with me, Stuart Walborn. I'm a coach, therapist, and author, but none of that really matters. For regular listeners, I am going to waffle on for a little minute to explain what this podcast is about, because we're about to start a new book. Every Monday, I'll be reading a chapter from a personal development book, which is in the public domain. Now, the idea behind this was to do short little snippets, bite-sized chunks if you like, to set you off on the week, on the right foot, give you something to contemplate throughout the week without overwhelming you. The last book, Prentice Mulford's Thoughts Are Things, the um, chapters were a bit longer, but I thought it was a really interesting book. But generally I want to try and keep these episodes down to less than 20 minutes, because if they go on too long, any insights you get at the start of a chapter you might forget by the end of it so today we're going to be starting another of James Allen's books and these do look like they'll be shorter episodes certainly the chapters are a lot shorter than Prentice Mulford's so if you're new to this podcast what how this works is I will read the chapter and share some thoughts at the end that's the plan at the moment Uh, the very first one I did which was another James Allen actually as a man thinketh, I think I read that pretty much just as an audio book. You know, so you're listening to one chapter. Second one, I interjected thoughts through the reading. And Prentice Mulford's, I left my thoughts to the end. So that's what I'm going to stick with doing for now. I have put a poll on the end of the last episode, and I'll probably put it on this one as well. So that when we move forward... Just let me know what you'd prefer. Would you prefer me to just read it like an audiobook? Would you prefer me to interject as I'm going through the chapter? Or would you prefer my thoughts at the end? I'm going to get on with the chapter in a second. And all future chapters, I will just introduce it and get straight on with it. I won't waffle on about what the podcast is about. I will just tell people, if you're coming in now, we're on whatever chapter we are. I suggest you go back to the beginning and I will just get on with it, leave my thoughts to the end. So that's enough waffle for the start of this one. If you are a regular listener, sorry that you've had to put up with that. But if you're a new listener, oh, one other thing I should point out, when I'm reading this, I am reading it first for the first time. I have read several of James Allen's books, but this one in particular I haven't read before. So there may be some errors. I try to re-record any major mistakes i may trip up on a word i may pronounce a word wrong and i may get a sentence out of the context it should be said but i try not to if it jumps out at me when i've said it i do re-record it so with no more ado let's get on with the new book which is light on life's difficulties by james allen it was written in 1912 there is the james allen free library online if you want to go and get the pdf of it i would imagine you can buy it from amazon or the bookstores as well one more thing before i do proceed actually just come to me no i'm not doing a columbo moment the reason i picked this one is because it is called light on life's difficulties and although we are living in one could say the most advanced times in one way And in the West, we pretty much have everything we want within reason or can get everything we want. People are suffering with their mental health. People are 
go through a lot of difficulties in life and I thought this would be a good one to go through because even though I've not read it before I'm hoping it may answer some of the questions and difficulties people are facing just by looking at the 23 chapters there are the uh, headings for them so today I'm going to do the forward and the first chapter here we go then let's get on with it light on life's difficulties by James Allen 1912 forward when a man enters a dark room he is not sure of his movements he cannot see objects around him or properly locate them and is liable to hurt himself by coming into sudden contact with them but let a light be introduced and immediately all confusion disappears every object is seen and there is no danger of being hurt to the majority life is such a dark room and their frequent hurts their disappointments perplexities sorrows and pains are all caused by sudden contact with principles which they do not see and are therefore not prepared to deal with but when the light of wisdom is introduced into the darkened understanding confusion vanishes difficulties are dissolved all things are seen in their true place and proportion and henceforth the man walks open-eyed and unhurt in the clear light of wise comprehension james allen this next bit is a poem i said i wouldn't normally interject but because it's a poem and not a chapter i thought i'd let you know that bit i truth am thy redeemer come to me lay down thy sin and pain and wild unrest and i will calm thy spirit's stormy sea pouring the oil of peace upon thy breast friendless and love lo i abide with thee defeated and deserted cast away what refuge hast thou whither canst thou fly upon my changeless breast thy burdens lay i am thy certain refuge even i all things are passing i alone can stay lo i the great forsaken am the friend of the forsaken i whom man despise the weak the helpless and despised defend i gladden aching hearts and weeping eyes rest thou in me i am thy sorrow's end lover friends and wealth pleasure and fame these fail and change and pass into decay i blame thee not nor turn my face away in my calm bosom hide thy sin and shame chapter one the light that leads to perfect peace this book is intended to be a strong and kindly companion as well as a source of spiritual renewal and inspiration to those who aim at a life well lived and made strong and serene it will help its readers to transform themselves into the ideal character they would wish to be and to make their life here that blessed thing which the majority only hope for in some future life our life is what we make it by our own thoughts and deeds it is our own state and attitude of mind which determine whether we are happy or unhappy strong or weak sinful or holy foolish or wise if one is unhappy that state of mind belongs to himself and is originated within himself it is a state which responds to certain outward happenings for its cause lies within and not in those outward occurrences if one is weak in will 
has brought himself to and remains in that condition by the course of thought and action which he has chosen and is still choosing. If one is sinful, it is because he has committed and continues to commit sinful acts. If he is foolish, it is because he himself does foolish things. A man has no character, no soul, no life apart from his thoughts and deeds. What they are, that he is. As they are modified, so does he change. He is endowed with will and can modify his character. As the carpenter changes the block of wood into a beautiful piece of furniture, so can the erring and sin-stricken man change himself into a wise and truth-loving being. Each man is responsible for the thoughts which he thinks and the acts which he does, for his state of mind and the life which he lives. No power, no event, no circumstance can compel a man to evil and unhappiness. He himself is his own compeller. He thinks and acts by his own volition. No being, however wise and great, even the supreme, can make him good and happy. He himself must choose the good, and thereby find the happy. And because of this, that when a man wishes and wills he can find the good and the true, and enjoys its bliss and peace, there is eternal gladness in the courts of truth, and holy joy among the perfect ones. The gates of heaven are for ever open, and no one is prevented from entering by any will or power but his own. But no one can enter the king of heaven so long as he is enamoured of and chooses the seductions of hell, so long as he resigns himself to sin and sorrow. There is a larger, higher, nobler, diviner life than that of sinning and suffering, which is so common, in which, indeed, nearly all are immersed, a life of victory over sin and triumph over evil, a life wise and happy, kind and tranquil, virtuous and peaceful. This life can be found and live now, and he who lives it is steadfast in the midst of change, restful among the restless, peaceful, though surrounded by strife. Should death confront him, he is calm. Though assailed by persecution, he knows no bitterness, and his heart is compassionate and filled with rejoicing. In this supremely beautiful life there is no evil, sin and sorrow are ended, and aching hearts and weeping eyes are no more. The life of triumph is not for those who are satisfied with any lower conditions. It is for those who thirst for it and are willing to achieve it, who are eager for righteousness as the miser is for gold. It is always at hand and is offered to all, and blessed are they who accept and embrace it. They will enter the world of truth. They will find the perfect peace. So there you go, that's the foreword and chapter one. Much shorter than the last book we did. I would imagine then that future episodes will probably be less than 10 minutes, which was, as I said at the beginning, kind of my intention was just to give people one thought to think on, to contemplate throughout the week when I set up this podcast. Not just yourselves, but also me. We're so easily distracted by everything that's around us, media, obviously we've got TVs and films, 
and uh, interesting in his chapter, all the sins that we can commit. <laughs> but if you are on a spiritual path, this will probably resonate with you, what he had to say. And ultimately, only we can decide our own thoughts and our own directions and our paths, whether we are going to sin, as he says. We can be influenced by others, but it is us individually who decide whether to go with what we've been told by others or whether to forge ahead with our own path. I'm not going to say any more because I waffled a little bit at the beginning. There's not much to say on this particular chapter as we covered this quite a lot in other books that thoughts are things. Thoughts have power. Our own thoughts dictate our own reality, which is what my book's about, to be fair. Reality responsibility is taking responsibility for your own version of reality, and that's what my book's going to be about. Well, it is about. It's just not finished yet. My book will just be a bit more up-to-date, I hope, <laughs> with some ideas of how you can implement this in different areas of your life, how to overcome some of the negatives. And seriously, I do hope to have it out for next year. But that's it for this week. As I just said, hopefully these will be really short ones. Next Monday, I'll introduce it, get on with it, and it should be less than 10 minutes. It may even be less than 5 minutes, some of the chapters, to be fair. So my idea of bite-sized, motivating ideas to start the week off should be ticked off with this book. So I hope you have a good week. hope you ponder what he had to say. I hope you'll be back next Monday. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet and you like to watch you've heard go and check out some of the others if you didn't like what you've heard we've done four books now that are in the public domain this is the fifth so go and check some of the others out and then subscribe but if you like what you heard today subscribe now there'll be a button somewhere won't there have a good week and bye for now <laughs>